Robert Sapp here. Welcome to Trinity Word Ministry Podcast. Tonight, we're going to be looking in Philippians chapter 4 and also in Matthew chapter 11. I found this to be an appropriate discussion, if you will, with all the things that's going on in the world, including what's happening tonight, the day, and in the Ukraine and Russia. If I had to title this any certain way, I would title it, Lay It at the Feet of Jesus. Philippians 4, starting with verse 6. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which patheth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. Be careful for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. Be worried about nothing. Easier said than done, isn't it? Even the stoutish Christians that I know are concerned about things. But there is a there is a difference between being concerned and being worried. Worry consumes you. It will eat you up. It will it will destroy your life. It will destroy your health. Concern is you're concerned about something. Your your attention has been drawn to it. You want to do something. You may not know what to do, but you want to do something. And what you can do, what all of us can do, is to take it to the Lord in prayer. And by taking it to God in prayer, that's laying it at His feet. Now, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known unto God. Okay, But in everything by prayer, well, we know what prayer is. Supplication is, I won't say begging, but it is a, a willingness to surrender, if you will. With thanksgiving, well, you've got a concern. You've got a problem. You've got an issue, and you're going to tell me to sit there with thanksgiving? You've also got a lot to be thankful for. Nothing else. You are, and and most importantly, you should be thankful for the fact that you get to take it to God in prayer. No one's stopping you. Well, I'm in school and I'm told I can't pray. Well, you don't have to pray out loud. You can pray silently. You can take your concerns to Christ no matter where you are at no matter who you're with, and no matter what condition or state you're in. 1994, I fell off of the back of a truck. I broke my right wrist. They gave me some medicine at the hospital to remove or alleviate the pain. Well, that sent my blood pressure in a spiral downward. Now I'm hurting, and I'm almost passing out. 
I remembered something my mom told me from years ago that every time that she gave birth to her children, she had six children, and she would quote Psalms 23. She didn't know what else to do, so she quoted Psalms 23 over and over and over again. For the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. You know the scriptures. We have the ability to take our needs, our cares, our concerns, our dreams to God. And you know what? He can do something about all of that. He can help your dreams become a reality. He can take your concerns and alleviate them. He can take your worries and remove them. He can do something about your situation. No one else may be able to, but he can. If, if you could do something about your situation, if you could do something about your concern or your issue, why are you praying? Just go and do it. But most of the time when we try to do something, it gets worse than when it was at start. So take your prayers, take your concerns, take your issues to God and let your requests be known. Tell him what you need. Tell him what you want. Well, he's God. He's omniscient. He knows it all. Well, yes, he does. But he wants us as his children to come and ask and to talk to him. You know, how would you like it if you're a parent? How would you like it if the only time your child, though, came up to ask you for something, for money or for the car keys or whatever? How would that feel? Now imagine that that's the way God feels because that's all we do is we just take him our wants. We don't have a conversation with God anymore. No one does. Or let me rephrase that. A lot of people don't. I had a cousin. My uncle and aunt would raise tomatoes. And I had a cousin that would pray over the tomatoes the fields of tomatoes. That's where we need to get. That's where we need to get. We need to have a personal one-on-one -on -one relationship with God so that no matter what it is, no matter how small or how big, God, God is there. A little girl in our church used to raise her hand because her baby doll was sick and we would be taking up prayer requests for sicknesses and illnesses she'd raise her hand because her baby doll was sick and she wanted God to heal the baby doll. Now you, you're sitting there as an adult and you think, well, that's kind of the silliest thing you've ever heard. It concerned that little girl. And if it concerned that little girl, it concerned God. Now, God knew the baby doll wasn't sick. But he knew that the little girl was concerned about the baby doll. Because in her mind, in her imagination, that baby doll was sick. God removed that concern. He gave her that peace that we read about in verse 7. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Let the little children ask God to touch and heal their baby dolls. What he will do is he will give them peace in their little hearts. 
and he'll give you peace in your heart. Same time frame, we had an adult lady, her and her husband never had children. All they had were their dogs. And she had a chihuahua at the time, and the chihuahua would get sick, and she'd raise her hand and say, I want the Lord to touch and heal my, my dog. Well, now you can see that a little bit better, can't you? Because, you know, the dog is a living thing. The baby doll was just imagination. But in God's eyes, the concern was the same. Oh, yeah, he touched the dog. He could heal the dog. But the concern of the adult for the dog and the concern of the little girl for the doll was the same. And he gave them both peace. That passes all understanding. So no matter what it is, Take it to God in prayer. Lay it down at His feet. Let Him know what you're concerned about. Maybe it's a physical storm. My mother was deathly afraid of thunder and lightning. My father, on the other hand, he, he kind of liked thunder and lightning, I think. He, he liked to stand out on the porch and watch it. I'd stand out there with him. It's where I got to the point where you know, I love to see lightning and thunder and hear the thunder roll. I try to get pictures of the, of the lightning. But I was with my dad, so I knew I was going to be safe. Well, you're with your heavenly Father. You should know you're going to be safe. Verse 8 says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Now, this is going to sound funny, but every time I read that verse, I think of a song that these are some of the things that I like. Well, we should like truth. We should like honesty. We should like justice. We should like purity. We should like loveliness. We think on those things. But what are those things? Have you ever wondered... What things are true? God. God's truth. Whatsoever things are honest, God is honest. Whatsoever things are just, God is just. Whatsoever things, whatsoever things are pure, God is pure. Whatsoever things are lovely, God is lovely. Whatsoever things are of good report, think on God. Put your mind and your focus on Him. The problems will go away eventually. They might go away immediately. They may go away later, but they will eventually go away. And you'll find that they weren't that big. As a child, I'd, I'd come across some problems. I'd come across some issues. And oh my gosh, they were insurmountable. To me, they were. But now that I'm an adult, when I first started out in a new job with a new wife and children, oh my gosh, the problems were insurmountable. And they were. Now I'm a, an older guy with grandchildren and still got the job, still got my wife, but the problems are insurmountable. But I look back and I'm thinking now, you know, those problems weren't that large. They felt large at the time. And these problems that I deal with now, 
whether they be financial issues or health issues or whatever issues, career issues, marital issues. You say Christians have all these problems? Yes, we do. Oh, yes. We are not immune to sickness. We are not immune to problems. But when these problems come, I think on God. I think on His goodness, His truth, His mercy, His honesty, His purity. I think on these things. And those problems just kind of melt away like the frost of a morning. They just kind of melt away. It just kind of goes away. Sun hits it, and boom, it's gone. Well, God's sun hits my problems, and boom, the problems are gone. Maybe not immediately. Okay, so don't get to thinking that just because you're a Christian, you know, you're not going to have problems, or if you do have a problem, God's going to snap his finger and boom, or wiggle his nose, or twitch his ears, or whatever, and all your problems are going to go away. No, the problems are still there, but you'll understand that he's in charge of the problems if you think on these things. Case in point, since 1994, I've dealt with a medical issue. Oh, you're a Christian. God should have healed you. I know God's going to heal me. I know that God can heal me right now. Or he will heal me when I go to him after I pass away. But I know that I am healed, either here or there. It doesn't matter. The timing is where we get called up at. The healing has already taken place. The timing is where we get called up. We want it now. We, we are a microwave society. I used that phrase the other day to a friend who was talking about people wanting instant answers. And I told him, I said, we are a microwave society. We put our popcorn in a microwave. We touch a few buttons, and in just a few moments, seconds even, popcorn is popping in the microwave and we can sit down and we can eat. We want instant answers. We want instant so uh, solutions. We have an instant answer. His name is Jesus. The solution is Jesus. The resolution is Jesus. The timing is in his hands, not in ours. It may take a while but he's already heard your prayers. He already knows what the need is. Now let him do the job. You may not realize that the reason why he answers the questions, either yes, no, or wait, is not just because you may not be ready, but other people in your life or other people may not be ready. If you will allow me to, to illustrate that, in 19... 86, I moved from my dad's house in Tennessee to a house in North Carolina. I knew no one, no one whatsoever did I know in North Carolina. I had a job in a week later. I already had the job, but I moved. I knew no one. Within two months of moving to North Carolina, I met someone, beautiful young lady. Found out later that she had been praying for a husband and she had a grocery list if you will of this what she wanted this husband to be it took God moving her 
grocery list answer from Tennessee to North Carolina. 36, almost 36 years later, we're still together. We're still going strong. The solution, the resolution was God. The timing is God's. It just took a little while to get me to where I needed to be in getting moved to North Carolina from Tennessee. Yes, I'm saying I was an answer to a prayer. God can even use the devil sometimes. He made a donkey to talk. Leave it in God's hands. Walk away. When those concerns happen, think on Him. Think on the truth. Think on the justice. Think on the purity. And He will be there. Matthew eleven twenty eight says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest in your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. He wants his children to come, lay their cares down. Though, you know, we all get tired, we all get weary. He says, come and I'll give you rest. You can drop your burdens, you can drop your heavy burdens at my feet. I will give you rest. And I'll let you put on my yoke. Now what's a yoke? But a yoke is what is attached to an oxen or a horse or whatever when they're out working in the field. It's how they're guided. It's how they're directed. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest in your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. He's not going to burden you down. He's not going to have you doing things that you shouldn't do or can't do. So lay it down at his feet. Don't worry about what's happening in the world. Sure, be concerned enough to be praying about what's happening in the world, but don't worry about it. It didn't take God by surprise. He knew it was coming. With that, let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your many blessings upon our life, Lord. We ask, God, that you'll touch, that you'll move on each and every one of us, Lord, that you'll touch our burdens, that you'll touch our concerns, but more importantly, Lord, that you'll touch our hearts. And Lord, that you'll stretch forth your hand on those that hear and will hear, Lord. And, Lord, that you will draw them closer to you. In Jesus' sweet and holy name we pray. Amen. Hey, guys, until we talk again, take care of each other.